0: We got the ball rolling. All right. Aloha and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yes. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) So. Have you noticed that there's not very many people in your perception interested in the truth and hearing what the truth is, the truth of the reality? So we were just talking about that and about how there is nothing outside of yourself. So getting the perception of only a few people being awakened only means that you're only ready for a few people to be awakened. Now, what I've noticed through my experience is at first I didn't see anyone awaken. And then I kept on seeing more people and and seeing my friends transform too. That informs me that I was ready for that. Seeing my family members transform too, that informs me that I was ready for that. Like, you can't get anything that you're not ready for. And what will, uh, what, what will resist your, your readiness, uh, what will resist your readiness is trying to make it what you think it should be. See, um, you know, you can only perceive as much as you're ready to perceive. So when you look out on the world and you see all the unawareness, or let's say you think you see all of the unawareness. Because you don't. It's impossible to see that. You can only perceive that. A perception is an interpretation. Okay, The interpretation is blocking out what the truth is. Okay, So not giving it your interpretation, but letting it be interpreted for you not putting your interpretation on what you think you see but letting it get interpreted for you so that it could so that your misperceptions about yourself can be healed and your perception of the world be healed that's just how it goes like when the misperception in your mind is healed the perception of the world is healed and you can't you can't even think you see that stuff the only reason we can think we see that stuff is because we're holding an illusory thought about ourselves. So it's through thinking we see something about ourselves that's not true and being able to release the resistance. You know, there's resistance and a reaction to having that perception. Notice there's a reaction to having the perception. It's like, why aren't more people awake? Oh, because I'm not ready for that. That interpretation changes the reaction. I'm not ready for that yet. I'm learning. And also there are people that are really becoming like that we see it more. Right. Too, in some ways. We're like, oh my gosh. Because we're ready for it. it. Yeah. Seeing the flip side. See, the, whole, the ego's whole game is to hold this thing in separation, to hold everything in separation. So when we think we see people that are unawakened, we immediately try to put them outside of ourselves and say they're unawakened. Well, we're not seeing them them clearly, remember? We're not even seeing them clearly. So how can we make a judgment like that? Uh, that, uh, that, that judgment is arising in our perception is enough to use as a means for healing, so it can just be used, and that ju- any judgment arises in our perception, like to say um, people are unawakened, you know. And just noticing where it comes from changes the whole interpretation, changes the um, the the physical sense, you could say. There's no physicality, there's no body, but there's a sense of it, and the sense of it is what makes it as if it's real to the mind. Makes it seem like it's got, it's made of material, like matter, you know, makes it seem that way. But it's really not made of anything but concepts. All held together and projecting an image. The body's not held together by anything. It's not held together at all. It's just projecting. It's predetermined concepts. That causes projecting so what are we really doing here like what are we uh experience this life for really that's what it comes down to are we experiencing this life for healing healing the the thought that underlies it the self-attack thought that underlies it or are we experiencing this life so we can get something out of it see Mm -hmm. and that you know that choice changes from moment to moment so i like being aware of the choice that's being made notice when it seems like you're rushed you're feeling rushed or you're feeling some kind of stress or tension Or it seems like you have a decision to make and it really matters which choice comes of it. It's just a matter of willingness to release all the time what you think it should be. Hmm, what is it going to be? What am I going to choose? I'll be surprised myself to see. I'm excited to see it unfolding. Mm -hmm. Not that it matters whether I go there or there, because it's all the same. If it's all the same to you, then it doesn't matter, and you could put all your choice, you could... Put the spirit in charge of all your choices. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Whether to observe the choices or get caught up with them is a choice. observe that there are choices and observe that oh the mind's working out some choices you notice some thoughts occur to you maybe some pros and cons maybe you find yourself writing a list of pros and cons the mind is working it out you're not doing anything it's working out this belief in separation it's working out how to address things whatever they are you you aren't a part of that you don't need to interfere with it with your energy just watch the watch the thoughts tick 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 and coalesce and take care of it and then you just know what the answer is because it's just coming you don't predetermine it yeah well like Krishnamurti Eckhart Tolle talk about choiceless awareness, that you're not pro and conning everything you're observing, you're just choicelessly aware of the business without any judgment. Yes, it's like that, choiceless awareness is what Bob is talking mm. about, <laughs> in case you can't hear him on the recording. So, yeah, it's like these things that are coming to us are meaningless in the sense that we think they're meaningful. And at the same time, they're the means for healing the mind. They're, they're the means for releasing or being released from thoughts that are harmful to our mind. They hurt our mind. It's like little daggers. So it's kind of like I've heard it mentioned in vipassana. Uh, it's like having a, a protective shield or something like that around you when you're aware of what this is. You know, because it's automatically you're gonna make more um, gentle choices, choices that are gentle toward you. You know, in the in the apparent world, you're being compelled. To make choices and do actions according to what you take to be true about yourself. So the more you allow your judgments and your tension to be released, the more your mind learns who you are, and your actions and your uh, apparent choices can can come to reflect that which you have grown to know. You become more accustomed with what you tried to forget before. And you, and you did, but you didn't, com- you didn't forget it completely. You can't ever com- forget it completely. That's why you can come back. When Jesus said, repent your sins, he meant, repent your idea of sin, your idea of sin being real. If it was real, you couldn't repent it. How could you repent it? And that wouldn't be real forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because you're you're assuming that you did something bad. Yes. Exactly, and that's the kind of forgiveness the ego would have us giving everyone. It's uh, first make you guilty, but you know, if you've been made guilty, there's no way you can be made clean again. Not in your mind. See? It's based on your belief that something's bad and something's good. Right. And someone more benevolent than you can pardon you. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, our guides, including Jesus and uh, Krishna, and our guides—they're more like uh, siblings that are more advanced than us, but not more benevolent than us. Mm-hmm. They can't give us anything. They could point. They could show us, but they can't give us anything. So. You know, like, uh, please forgive me, please forgive me, that's going nowhere. Your mind is blank when you're in the please forgive me. It's more like you need to be the one forgiving. It's up to you to forgive the world that you made so that you can see who you really are, so you can come to know who you really are. See, the world is being held up in front of kind of like a block to what's really here. So we can't see what, what's really here. We can't see it all because we have something blocking our sight, and that's perception. So perception is blocking the sight of reality. The whole thing is to undo or heal the perception. The whole point of this is to heal the perception. Okay, because the perception isn't just what you think you can phys- physically see, the perception is the, all the thoughts that underlie what you think you physically see. What you think you physically see, that's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> it's all these thoughts that underlie that that are the bulk of the perception. So the perception gets healed when you're allowing compassion for your reactions. See, so you're reacting to the things you think you see. The things that you're sensing through the body sense, you're reacting to those. You're also reacting to the concepts that you believe in, but you don't notice that you're reacting to those. So, you know, it seems like you're reacting to the thing outside in the world, but that's kind of like just giving you an explanation of why you're feeling triggered. Mm -hmm. See. So whenever you're feeling a trigger, which if you don't know what a trigger is, it's any kind of upset feeling, any kind of anger or um, sadness or uh, tension or grief, aggravation, irritation, Anxiety. (laughs) anxiety, yes. Anytime you get an upset feeling, that's a moment for... Healing opportunity. So when you'll be willing to put your attention on the feeling sense itself, that's exactly the observation that needs to be made to allow healing. So it's all in awareness. That's the only doing there is, and it is in this awareness. So you're aware of what patterns are being played out, how it feels, you know, um, taking it slow in your mind, notice, the, uh, notice that the push is for you to move quickly from thought to thought, taking it really slow, noticing, savoring, enjoying, being, um, uh, being curious, and using it for expansion. You know, your willingness to use it for ex- expansion is going to allow it to be used for that purpose, When it seems like there is no expansion possible, it's not possible to have expansion in this moment, just pay attention. It really is that simple. Now, why wouldn't you pay attention? You know why you wouldn't pay attention? Why wouldn't you pay attention? Because you thought it was more of a benefit to chase around some fucking thoughts about it. thought that was more of a benefit like it was like irresponsible to just surrender that's right you have to keep it's too juicy that thought is too too juicy (laughs) to just let it pass by and put the attention on the feeling reaction you're getting to it it's pretty interesting And, you know, there's no sense in any judgment about that. It's just the noticing that changes it. It's that observation, again, that is the doing. You could say that you have a choice in what you're going to (laughs) observe. So you could observe your story about it. (laughs) You can observe your story, or you can observe your reaction to the story. That's another example of making a choice between love and fear. It's just another way of saying it. It's another way of approaching it. It's the same thing. Am I going to observe the imaginary story, or am I going to observe my reaction to the imaginary story? It's one or the other. What if you're indifferent to the imaginary story? Then it won't be there. It It doesn't, doesn't uh, it's not attracted to you. It's only attracted to you. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Every story that's attracted, well, let's say it like this, because attracted isn't really saying it right either. I mean, none of it is, but I think it could be a better, a better pointer. It's like, you're not making that up. So it's like you're only going to make the story up if it's going to trigger a feeling because that's the only use they are to you. <laughs> to have like a justification of your side or whatever. Yeah, yeah or any, anything. I mean, everything you hear. See, yeah. it, you, know, you know how why you could say um, it gets a reaction out of you? It's actually like sending out from the energy field based on belief. Kind of like sending out a messenger to bring the message back. Okay? It's sending out a messenger to teach this particular lesson and the messenger's delivering it. That's all. There's not another person out there doing the thing. Although it seems like that. And really, you know, that's the... Um, that's where the skill comes in. Let's say that's where the skill comes in. Because it's really tricky when you've got a trigger, uncomfortable, upset feeling, and a perception that something outside of you caused it. It gets really tricky in the moment. You know, people think they can't do it. It's not that you can't do it. It's just that you're not willing to do it. Mm -hmm. So you watch your unwillingness. Mm -hmm. Same way with curiosity with uh, a a sense of of let's how, how can we expand through this how can there be an expansion through this you know enthusiasm is important you know all these things and, and you know all these things are given to you all these qualities are given to you where there's just like a sincere willingness to observe Without, without uh, attacking yourself, putting in on yourself innocence—that's innocence, childlike innocence. You know, a child that hasn't been conditioned in guilt won't consider themselves guilty, without learning that. <laughs> It's kind of like uh, rivers or streams of thought that we get on. Yeah. And we seem to meet in a certain place. It's kind of like we jumped on a stream of thought that was going to a, a certain outcome in the mind. Yay. Where? <laughs> Yay. It's the bee dancer. The bee dancer. <laughs> I saw you somewhere yesterday driving. Where were you? Oh, I, I wasn't driving yesterday. Maybe the day before I just saw you recently. <laughs> All Hi. Right. Good to see you. Aloha. Aloha. Nice to see you. Oh. Hi, you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Oh. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I Love us so much. I love us too. <laughs> We're, We're amazing. So lucky to have each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know, I, I was just sharing about how uh, how fortunate we are for every perception that we get, whatever it is. You know, whatever whatever uh, life seems to come up with. Because it's all for the same thing. Because of that. So everything that we get a perception of, we can be excited about that. Like when things seems like, seem like they're really bleak to me, I get excited about that. I like it. Ooh, things seem really bleak. Because <laughs> it's passing. And the only way to be able to receive the gifts that are coming... Through having that perception is with gratitude. Where there's gratitude, then the gifts are received. It's like, ah, thank you. You know, whenever I'm focused on something and it seems like it's shitty, like I have a shitty outlook to it, I make sure I'm like, oh, thank you. And feel that gratitude for it because it is for awakening the mind, it is teaching something. When we use it for teaching, and learning about what our true identity is, which basically means releasing thought patterns that hurt our mind. That's allowed to happen through us. It's, a, it's, a, it's the gift that we have. It's the power that we are. So, you know, it seems right now, which I think is really awesome, that the governing whatever's have a bunch of power. They're like making up stories, like they got a bunch of power, and I think it's awesome because um, you know people are going, "No, you don't have the power," and other people like <laughs> people are like, "Yes, they do. You guys should be washing and sterilizing your dirty ass selves or whatever <laughs> we got to do. Take a poison." <laughs> <laughs> All that perceiving is meant to bring up a sense of imprisonment which is situated somewhere else. It's not outside of ourselves, it's within ourselves. The imprisonment is coming from within ourselves and projecting outward. So that's why we could be super grateful for all of those actors. Uh, Because they're all playing their part perfectly. Remember, what we're viewing is a subjective world. And it's all for our awakening. And we're dreaming of ourselves awakening. So all of the turmoil that we get a perception of in in the world, it's like it's only tumultuous because we want it that way right now. (laughs) (laughs) And you know... Our goal is to change our mind and learn about what we really want because we don't really know what we want. Obviously, if we're making a world where a bunch of people are dying and getting uh, uh, rule, being ruled by uh, people that want to shoot them up with poisons and put them in camps and shit, <laughs> lock them in their house, everything like that. We gave that authority to the mind to make those illusions specifically we gave that authority though so it's for us so that we can see through something really big it seems big on the outside because we want to awaken now we've had enough of this shit we said we, we want to awaken give us whatever perception we need to say okay <laughs> Once and for all. And, you know, uh, uh, who knows? People say, well, what if you find yourself in a, a camp? A, what are they, retraining camps or something? <laughs> where they retrain your mind to think like the population? <laughs> what, they're, what they're saying is the population. I don't see that many of those people, but... Um, <laughs> FEMA camps. Yeah, P- FEMA camps. Um, you know, any of that kind of stuff, whatever it is, because of what it's for, it's just welcome too. It's not like pushed away. Like your, your spirit isn't pushing that away. You may get the perception that you're pushing it away. All that is doing is making it more difficult for you. You know, and, and that's only because you believe that you can push it away and you cannot. So you open up the body's energy field. You open up this field of energy that's perceiving to more of the, to sensing even more in that situation. In any situation that you find yourself in that seems like a challenge, it's only a challenge to the ego. That's not a challenge to your spirit, which is synonymous with soul, which is who you actually are. So any challenge that seems to be in knowing that it's only a challenge for the ego, you can be willing to see that. In your willingness to see that it will be made known to you. Do you see why anything is a benefit? Because it gives you that opportunity. That's, That's why there's nothing to push away. It's like anything that you get the perception of, it can only occur to you based on a feeling. So the only thing that you would want to push away about that is a feeling, like for instance, when you get the sense of "Oh my God, my son got a vaccine, and um, now I'm afraid he's going to die." You know, you get a sense, you get a sense like that. For you to recognize that getting that sense and making that sense into something doesn't come from the illusion—that's a healing, you know—and and all it takes is willingness. You know, disregard whatever evidence you've seen. I told you guys about how funny it was for me as soon as my son told me he got the vaccine. A few minutes later, I find out a good friend here in the community, she's saying her son died two days after taking the vaccine. Like a half hour after my son tells me to take the vaccine. So, you know, for me, that's just super obvious that it's a hook. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh. I, did a, I definitely got a reaction, but it was like a split second, and I was laughing. I was like, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> so, so then it's so been a few weeks later, then um, come to find out this governor, I think it's like West Virginia or something like that, he went to the hospital. I don't know what is I didn't follow up on the story. He went to the hospital because he had some flu symptoms. They're saying it's not COVID, but it's bad enough that he has to be hospitalized. And he took the same vaccine as my son like four months ago, <laughs> like four months or three months earlier than him. So then immediately, oh yeah, that's a hook. I can recognize that it's a hook. So in recognizing that it's a hook, all matter of fearful feeling, it's almost like it, it turns to a nectar, Mm -hmm. right? That just, it's, it's like a gift to the altar of who you are. Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's like a, there's a sweetness to it. And, you know, I know I can't lose communication with my son. You know, not everyone is ready to be relieved of that burden that death separates us or, that we're um, separated by these bodies, let's say. So like, I'm not afraid of my son's body seemingly to be killed if that's the situation, I'm not afraid of that. You know why I'm not afraid of it? Because I've already gone through it, it's a, it's a sensation. So uh, I've allowed my fears to come and I've allowed them to be released. I've allowed myself to be released from them. So in that, there's not a fear of that. There's not a fear of something like that happening, and in that, I can be in a nice, uh, relaxing, loving, beautiful, expansive relationship with my son instead of hanging around him, being being all scared. Whether his body's in front of me or not, we're always in communication. So when I'm thinking of of him and his body in terms of being vulnerable Mm -hmm. to something in the world, I'm not only attacking myself, I'm attacking attacking him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even from just regular worldly observation, what I've seen is the people who get so scared and get so sick are the ones who end up in the hospital and they're on... Uh, some kind of, what is it that a ventilator? The next thing you know, they're on a ventilator. The next thing you know, the doctor's saying they're not going to make it, you know? Um, and that all comes from a fearful mindset in the first place. You get some symptoms and you can't relax. Why? What are you afraid of losing? There's nothing here. Okay. It's the, it, it, like you could just get one little (laughs) dry cough. Add fear to that and watch what happens. Yeah. I mean, I used to say it. I used to, like, when I lived on the mainland, it was a device. Like, I needed a rest. I didn't realize I needed a rest. I didn't realize that I could take a rest like I wasn't uh, worthy of a rest, like I hadn't done enough to take a rest or some shit's going to get. Uh, so what would happen? I'd inflict sickness on myself. So I'd have to take a rest. Yeah. People have to take care of me. Yeah. Oh, I'm going down. You get a little sniffle and oh, I'm going down. That's it. Worn out. Isn't that funny though? It's like, what is this mindset of let me get worn out so I could take a rest? When you could just take a fucking rest. You know, I, I, love, I love my employees because they're, they're, they just know what's up. They fucking feel like they need a rest. They just don't come. They know what's up. They know how to take care of themselves. They don't have to get all jacked. <laughs> Burnout or something. Right. Or just, or, or just suffer through it. Uh-huh. Take a rest. I hear about people getting a bunch of uh, different medicines, whether they be herbal or whatever. Again, you know, take a rest. Allow people, allow things to settle. Allow people to rest. Allow, allow things to settle. I heard from my, one mom that was feeling so guilty because she, when her son got the coronavirus, which he thinks to be the coronavirus, uh, she did all um, natural remedies, okay? The perception that it seems to be is that she remedied the shit out of him. <laughs> he ended up with some kind of an. A nervous disorder, and now he's seeing doctors about that. Sometimes it's some kind of nervous system disorder, and um, like he's not himself, kind of thing. And now he's seeing doctors for that. And so, you know, it's not a matter of what you do and what's right and what's wrong. It's not a matter of that. These teachings don't come for those reasons. Number one, these teachings are always a blessing. So it's like you learn to see them as a blessing. If you're willing to learn to see this, the teachings out of, as a blessing, they will be for you. They'll bring forth guilt. So or they'll, they'll bring forth innocence to heal that sense that you're guilty. They'll show it to you. I mean, it's so obvious you know, to me that this is an attack on the mother. She's feeling guilty because she seemingly did the wrong things. She gave him the wrong treatment. And now he's like, I want allopathic medicine. You know, he's like, I just want allopathic medicine. I don't trust that stuff anymore. Mm. So if you get a perception like that, or, you know, everyone's dealing with their different challenges and battles. There's no one who's left out of this stuff. You know, <laughs> that's just one example so that you could, so you could see, you know, like, um, how, uh, how, uh, compelling the ego's argument is that you are guilty you can see that it's a compelling argument look what you've done you freaking thought you were doing it right and now and this whole thing all these decades that you've been trusting in these natural cures these natural medicines and look at who you're turning to for help now the allopathic medical system see the stories that none of this stuff is it is meaningful at all you, you know, anything that you choose could prove to punish you. That's how it goes. Anything that you seem to choose, you don't make the choice yourself. The choice is projected from you to bring you exactly the perception that you need to have to see through that. So the one thing I related to the mother is you are not guilty. That's the thing. And you getting a perception of a son who's damaged, sick, uh, disabled, uncomfortable, anything like that. You getting a perception of a son, all it does is demonstrate that you believe you are guilty. You believe that you are guilty. So use that for healing the sense of guilt. Use all of that perception for that purpose. And it all comes down to your feeling reactions to it, just in allowing those to be embraced, kind of like opening up, becoming large, much larger than the healing, than than that feeling, just like opening up to embrace it and allow yourself to be embraced by compassion. Because of a choice you already made to use this illusion for healing, you're going to keep coming back to the guidance that you need. You know, even if you seem to stray away, go down a different path for a little bit, it's all for healing. So whatever it is that you seem to be focused on that seems to be more important than healing, All that's necessary is your awareness. Your observation of that is the only doing that can be. Nothing that you seem to do on the surface is ever being done in reality. Nothing has been done. And anyone that seems to be trying to project guilt or shame on you for something that seems to be done, they are deserving of your gratitude. Because they're bringing it up for you. That's the message you wanted to get. Ah, thank you. Damn it, you should really be more of this. Ah, oh, thanks for letting me know. All that is is another opportunity to feel that. It's not the truth. There's going to be people in your life who are going to hold your past against you because you taught them to do that. You don't have to push them away. Let them try to teach that lesson. Because in trying to teach that lesson to you, you learn how to demonstrate your innocence to yourself, which is a healing for them and you. See? I find it a blessing. I I take it to be a blessing whenever someone um, yells at me seems to yell at me. I can't even take it like they're yelling at me. It's like, ah, help me. Mm -hmm. And that's me saying, ah, help me. I need some compassion here. I need a reinterpretation here. I'm ready for the healing balm of awareness. (laughs) It is like that. It's revealing the sensation. So I've been asked and I'm going to go into how to take care of an illusory body. Isn't that for fun? So what brought up this teaching for me was that someone posted about um, one teacher who had cancer or something like that. And why did that teacher have cancer um, then if sickness is only an illusion? And, you know, I related with her that just because someone's teaching doesn't mean their mind is purified I have never um, been in uh, been in contact with or had a let's say had the perception of a person whose mind was completely purified. I'm not sure if they would be visible through (laughs) the body's eyes. I'm not sure. (laughs) But they won't. But with with a completely purified mind, you can't perceive illusion. So you can't even perceive sickness. So when someone presents sickness to you, you cannot even see it. And by your uh, by your true sight, true perception, they're automatically healed of their perception. You know, it's not like the body needs healing in the first place. It's the perception that needs healing. So through this and, and through the um, undoing of the insanity in our mind, the guilt in our mind, um, we're getting easier and lighter perceptions. You know, our perceptions are always getting easier and lighter through that. And, you know, we're on a path with that to where they just get easier and lighter. It keeps on going. It keeps on opening up until there is no body. And this illusion, this veil of illusion, just poof, is gone. And you know, it occurred to me that I will get the perception of those whose minds are so purified that they cannot think, they see disease (laughs) cannot think they see aging and just that's the end of the dream basically (laughs) that's the fucking end (laughs) because once you're perceiving that that's you too it's like boom everything's healed (laughs) (laughs) it's like um the gift of god which you could say is um you know knowledge of yourself the, the gift of God, it's like, uh, takes, a, uh, takes a willingness to receive. And fear is what's defending uh, the illusion of this world and making it so that there's not like a complete, just a complete opening. And you know, if it were to open so quickly like that, like in time... It's like the body wouldn't be able to maintain the, the projection like that. Like the, the, the mind wouldn't be able to maintain the body pro- projection like that. Because it would just be like a really fast shift. So there's fear and it's always changing. I mean, it changes you physically and everything. It's amazing. Um, you know, the, the more fearful we are, the more fearful attributes we actually take on too. In the physical sense because the physical is a projection of the mind, mm-hmm. you know. It's like a sense of things are not well, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, a sense of things are not well in the body is a reflection of things are not well in the mind. Now, things haven't been well in the mind. It's just that those things are coming to the surface for you, which makes them an opportunity and not something to be guilty about. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... Um, Like, say I find myself with my fucking arm cut off or something like that. It's not like if I get that perception, all of a sudden I'm going to be casting all kinds of guilt on myself because I did something wrong. It's like, hooray, this is awesome for healing. Whatever it is, that's what the body is for. The body is for awesome healings. Now, you know, it's not likely that something like that is going to be necessary for a person. Um, you, You can tell by your own dreaming. You know, it's showing you, it's revealing to you, it's not like likely, but whatever it is that is for you, and that's anything that you seem to perceive, it's got to be a blessing because it benefits you. So it's not like resisting and coming up with ideas of how my life should go or how many limbs I should have or how many teeth are in my mouth, or how much money I have, or, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, it's given me for healing. So whatever it is, it's perfect for me. It just occurred to me, because uh, my IRS agent, uh, no, not my IRS agent, my they are pretty much like IRS agents, but um, my CPA, who just recently did the taxes, he said, You know, this is kind of a red flag by the IRS, this business of you, like, uh, doing minus 40,000 last year and minus 50,000 a year before that and not having any, um, like, explanation for how you're living. And I go, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. So uh, I'm sure if there's an audit, it's going to be awesome, Mm -hmm. you know. And so and, and so just noticing how it's so much different than when it would occur to me before. I'm, I'm just like, oh, it's, it'll be awesome. Like, um, they can just come in there. They can talk to all my employees. They can um, look at all my books. Uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a good time. Smell some essential oils, mm-hmm. you know. It just uh, it, it just doesn't strike that kind of chord for me. Like, if I get... If I open the mail and there's a a letter in there from the IRS, I'm excited. I feel excited, which it always was. It always was excitement in the first place. But I interpreted it as something fearful, like you don't want to get a letter from the IRS, and especially not a letter where they're saying that they're auditing you. Okay? And then when I, you know, it it occurred to me on the phone call, though, that it was a big setup. It was a big ego setup. Uh, because the IRS agent told me I was in big trouble. And that was where I was like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Isn't that so sweet, though? It was a fun attempt. Yeah. And I go, oh, well, in that case, why don't you just come over instead of me going to your office? (laughs) Since I'm in big trouble. (laughs) Spank me too. <laughs> What's that? Because when you're in trouble, you get like spanked by Yeah, like you're in trouble. sounds like they're just yeah. going to come over and spank you. And this will take a long time too. That was the other one. This will take. This is going to take a long time. I was like, oh, let's get started then. <laughs> <laughs> like they're trying to instill fear in you. Well, yeah. And you know, the, the thing is, when it comes back to, like whenever we talk about them and us, watching whatever we talk about them and us because it's so easy to get distracted on that and to take it for something it's not I made her try to hook me with the fearful concept I made her try to hook me with the fears, fearful concept that's what made it so playful for me yes. it was like oh we'll just come over and then and then I'm sitting with her and and she goes she goes so, so do I seem pretty scary and I said, No, not at all. You seem like such a sweetheart. Mm. And she goes, oh, well, I don't hear that very often. (laughs) Usually people are really afraid of me. Mm. And I said, oh, I felt that. Mm. How hard. All these interactions you're having and people are afraid of you. Mm. And it made her the best IRS agent Because when people were afraid of her, she'd get triggered and tax the shit out of them. (laughs) She was prized for her way she could collect some taxes on this island. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, She'd come in and people have a chip on their shoulder about how the IRS is a freaking criminal organization and that's her employer and shit. It's not flying well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me see how much taxes I could find on you. So everything turns into a healing no matter what it is. It just changes the whole thing. It just changes all of it. There's nothing that's fearful. There's nothing about um, schools, you know. I think that you guys uh, probably heard my son, Bron, wanted to go to school, right? So we enrolled him over at Keao School. And um, we were all ready. We had the five T-shirts. We had the five long-sleeve shirts on order for the fall. We had five masks so we could change into, a, change into a different mask every day. And we went shopping online for clothes and shoes and a lunchbox. And we got together and, and uh, came to, you know, what kind of lunch he's going to eat and everything and how we're going to do the lunch thing. Um. Yeah, all the paperwork. And then right before, the day before he was going to start, he goes, I changed my mind. I don't like the vibe of this. And I'm like, yay, that is awesome. You know, I was like, that's great. Um, My husband, too, he was like, yes, that's freaking awesome. We're so glad you came to that conclusion and that you have the freedom to do that. And, you know, my husband was telling him, um, you you know, like, we are totally here to support you checking it out. Like, if you just want to check it out, you got your cell phone. Any moment you want to ride home, you just dial your dad and he's over there to pick you up. (laughs) He was still like, "Nope, I'm not liking the vibe. I'm not liking it. And so um, then... What happens after that? Since I enrolled my child in K- out public school, to them it means they're co-parenting with me now. <laughs> now they want to know what I'm doing with my son. <laughs> oh, well, since you enrolled, um, we're, we want to know what other school he's going to or if you're, he's homeschooling. And if he's homeschooling, then um, you have to report to us. And I said, oh, hell no. That just sounds, ew, ew. No, that's not for me. So uh, I go online and check out a school that I've, I used to get my kids out of school many years ago. Um, check out this school, this private school, and they're not taking any enrollment. So I looked more, and I find a new one that's international now. International school covers the whole earth. Wow. Okay, three hundred and seventy-five dollars for a year, and you don't have to do anything. They they contact KL school. They go. Uh, this is notice that this guy is now in our school, which is a private school. <laughs> so pretty much, he's not your child anymore. Oh <laughs> And then, and then, you know, you can have a report card if you want. Um, you can even ask for report cards later if you're not sure what you want to say on the report card. Um, and say what the subjects are and what grade they got, basically, based on what they're doing. Now, here's what I noticed about my son. He is, like, genius level. Uh, he can have a conversation with you and blow your effing mind about what, the, what he knows. Not anything like you would hear a 13-year-old talking about. He just gets interested in a thing. Maybe he gets interested in something scientific and he'll just get so involved in that. He'll know what everything is made of. He'll know like the chemical components. He'll know about things that people don't know. So Mm -hmm. the learning is self-directed. The learning is just self-directed. It's like whatever it is that he gets interested in, that's perfect. So we've set up this system where we're taught to ignore whatever it is that we seem to be drawn to and take a structure, a, a curriculum, one that's approved by a government which we set in place out of fear. You know, remember, the reason we set a government in place was to protect us from other people, mm-hmm. right? Why do we think we needed that, that protection in the first place? You see, how the, you see how the ego's cure is always worse than, the, than a disease. See, we, made, we got the sense that we needed this protection, so we just made that into the oppressors. They made that into our oppressors. And now, you know, there's many of us who don't realize that we set this up to be oppressive. You know, people will try to say, they're doing it to us and stuff like that. It's like, no, they're not doing it to us. We set this up. To be oppressive. It's only just like that right now. Because that's the way we wanted it. We willed it to be that way. Because our will wasn't aligned with the will of God. Which is for us to know ourselves. We were intent on not knowing ourselves. We were intent on forgetting ourselves. So we put a system in place to make it seem like we have forgotten ourselves. And we actually haven't. That's why we can hear the call. That's why we can sense it. We can sense the call toward freedom. All lack of sovereignty that we perceive is in the mind. So when I got the perception, and I was given the awareness and the gift of knowing that the IRS agent had the same interest as me. Like we have a shared interest. And that's in healing our mind. We all share that interest together. And recognizing that we have a shared interest, I wasn't playing into the same patterns that she's normally playing with people. We're playing in in a completely, it's like we've gone to a different timeline. It's a different timeline. Where the finding is that we must have made a mistake in flagging you in the first place. Like everything is perfect with you. And she told me the reason I got flagged is because I went onto this website that was all about avoiding paying taxes to the IRS. And I said, Yes, I did go on that website. I am very interested in avoiding p- paying taxes to the IRS. I know there's all kinds of loopholes that I could take advantage of and stuff. And that's what the rich people do. And I was super interested in learning that. And I think I learned it well. And you can definitely correct me if I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, you got it all right. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for confirming that. (laughs) I wasn't totally sure. But you know what? And the thing that was shown to me is it doesn't freaking matter because it's energy. It doesn't matter. It's not like I felt so confident that I got it all right. I was in prayer in the moment. She's asking me these questions. I don't know the fucking answer to the questions, but the answers are coming. And they're getting... Checked off. Very good. Good answer. Okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good answer. Oh, okay. (laughs) There just just cannot be a threat. And when we realize that no threat is real, then there's no problem. You know, Uh, as a mom, I've had my kids, and this is so common. I've seen it go on with my sister. And uh, my sister has boys who are like, I think they're like, 24 or 22 and 26, they're somewhere in their 20s. She was going through a period where both of her boys thought she was the biggest dumbest bitch ever. And they refused to talk to her. You know, both of her sons. And she was going, going, wow, Hope, I'm really going through it. Both of my sons refused to talk to me. I go, enjoy it. (laughs) Enjoy the quiet. Hooray! They're getting some space. And my daughter told me, uh, uh, "You know what? You're too judgmental. I can't even hang around you." And I go, "Well, then it's good for you to go away from me. If I'm too judgmental, it's good for you to go away from me. Get some space. That's some, you know. Take care of yourself. I'm respecting that. You know, it's not like something to be like ashamed of." She's like, "What about Wisdom Dialogs? My kids love that one. It's so fun." <laughs> What about wisdom dialogues? What about wisdom dialogues? How will it look that your daughter doesn't talk to you? And I go, who cares? Mm -hmm. What is it for? It makes better wisdom dialogues. (laughs) We're we're talking about it. What is it? Yeah, Yeah, here we are talking. The the point is, what is it for? Mm. See, for me, from my perspective, it is everything is wisdom dialogues. You know, whatever someone says, oh, you've screwed up. You've uh, not, uh, what you're doing right now or what you're saying right now or how I perceive you is not in alignment with your teachings. And I'm like, well, good. That's perfect. It's not about the doing at all. There isn't any doing on the surface. Remember, the doing is in the observation. This is wisdom dialogues. When you tell me, that I'm not doing the spiritual thing like I say that I'm going to do, that's wisdom dialogues. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So it's perfect. So it's like, thank you. It's like, thank you for letting me know. Always the ego is going to try to convince you that it's not good enough. That's the whole practice. That's the whole thing. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. Now that you've fallen from grace... I can't fall from get grace in my mind anymore. I can get the perception that I've fallen from grace, and I think it's fun and funny. This illusion of self, it's not perfect. It's perfect for what it is. It's perfect as, as the means for what it is. But it's not meant to be perfect in your eyes. You made it for judging it. <laughs> So, if you think you're looking at me and you're actually seeing me and you're judging something about what you think you see, I support that. I totally support it and I understand. And, you know, that's all there is to it for me. So, I don't need to have a conversation about it with you. <laughs> You know, if it's if it's that's if that's the case that I'm that to you, and you let me know. Thank you for letting me know because the reaction that I get to learning that—that's for me. The reaction I get to learning that you think that way about me is for me. You thinking about me like that—that's not my business. That's perfect for you. <laughs> the reaction I get—I made you say that to me. I must have made you say that to me for a reaction let me get the reaction that's all and not try to deny the reaction oh that did nothing and here the thing is every reaction that you're willing to be aware of it allows things to get worked out quickly forgotten quickly it's just like click click you don't have to do a bunch of thinking here It's really the observation. That's the doing. There's no other doing. All the the doing that you perceive is meaningless. It doesn't have any kind of effect on reality whatsoever. It's just making a story. So let the stories be for fun. Let them be entertaining. All your stories are funny. All of them are comedies, no matter what you think it is. You can have a meme for everything. (laughs) (laughs) The one with the vaccine, those are so... It's like all that kind of stuff. The more tragic it seems, the more ripe for comedy that it is. And in case you guys don't know, I have a comedy group on MeWe. If you go to my website, hopejohnson.org, you can... Click on it and get linked to it. Um, and I post my uh, flu world order comedy memes that I find around the internet. Some, you know, sometimes I make my own meme because I'll just like have a get an idea and I don't see it presenting itself. Then I'll make my own meme. I haven't done that in a bit, but you know, sometimes the people that come on and crack up inspire me. you can have fun with anything it doesn't matter what it is i mean someone might have asked you a couple years ago can you have fun with you know your government forcing you to get a vaccine if you are going to go to restaurants or anything like that can you have fun with it uh some people are going to say well yeah after i get the vaccine and i'm allowed to do all that shit again then i'm gonna have fun with it other people will say no because i'm not getting a vaccine so that'll completely suck for me Mm -hmm. You know, and and the thing is, we choose whether we're gonna agree that it sucks for us, and whether we're gonna agree with our judgment of it. Mm-hmm. We choose in the moment, and you know, I have had such wonderful um, opportunities and awakenings to different talents and interests that I have um, now that I don't go shopping. I think it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. I just don't go. I don't go out and go shopping. You might see me at a place where they're they're not requiring masks, which is kind of kind of few. Uh, even like Safeway, Target, Walmart, all those guys. You get all that shit delivered. You don't even need to go. <laughs> and and I noticed. I, you know, I kind of knew this anyways, but really noticed it. Well, wow, the reason I always liked to go out and go shopping was to freaking see people and get in conversations and love them up and get a bunch of hugs everywhere. You know, that was like the the thing. That was the reason I was going. And I noticed now that I go out once in a while, everyone's wearing a mask besides me. I don't see anyone not doing it. Like everyone just decided, oh, we'll just. Wear a mask even though we're even where we can go unmasked and stuff like that so everyone's wearing a mask and people look at me and they're like sometimes I'll mention it you are not wearing a mask yes that is correct I am not <laughs> wearing a mask it's just uh, oh hey how's it going oh yeah what's up you know I get some of that. And then the person is, like, not sure about hugging or anything. I'm like, are you guys doing hugs? And then sometimes they're like, yes. Most of the times they're saying yes. Do you guys, like, whenever someone comes up and talks to me, do you guys do hugs? Most of the time it's yes. Even though they got a mask on and I don't have a mask on. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes it's following me around and going, how? How, how, how are you in here without a mask? I want to know. I go, well, when you walk in the door, you just say, I have a health exemption. That's it? That's it. I can take it off right now? Yeah, you can take it off right now. First time someone comes up to them, they go, okay. Mm. <laughs> Put it back on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the conditioning already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No worries. There's not as much of that. There's not as much of the vibe where you're just like kind of like mellow, hanging out. It's like, okay, get your stuff and go. Like this vibe, like get your stuff and go. And what I notice is at home, all these people come to me. Shane comes over sometimes. Shane, I get to see. (laughs) I I get to see Anne too and Bob. People just come over and I just put in the computer what I'm going to buy and the stuff comes to me. I was like, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, took up a love of cooking. Realized, wow, chefing, that's like really creative. Got some more musical things. Um getting in lots of fun conversations with my family. We discovered cards for humanity or no cards against humanity. I say they're really for humanity. (laughs) 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 Cards against humanity. Um, And like, and and just like spending all kinds of family time and, and enjoying each other. Um, Rather than what can we do out there? What can we go and get? What do we need to go and get? What do we need to get all the time? Like, oh, everything's just coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I asked my son, he's like, I need some clothes. And I go, do you want to go shopping with with your brother or do you want to go shopping with me? And he's like, I just want to buy them online. I don't want to go shopping. And I'm like, I feel (laughs) you. But you guys remember when it used to be kind of like a party where you go shopping, like it's a big ass party in there. Uh, there's people with some stuff where you could taste. You could taste some food. They give you some stuff to taste and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and the whole drive was to get you in there. Now the whole drive is to get you out of there. <laughs> Look, we'll make it real convenient so we don't have to see your ass, okay? And then when you come in, you know, stand apart from each other and don't try to talk to people. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, Man, when I've gone in there with my friends and go, okay, like 12, 15 people go in unmasked, it's a completely different vibe. It like shifts the vibe. Mm -hmm. It's such a trip. It's like this visual perception, like just the whole vibe of getting this visual perception of all these masked up people. It just shifts it. I noticed it in casinos too. When I was in Las Vegas, everyone has to be masked up to be in the casino. If you have a drink, you can move your mask to tape, take a sip and then you put it back. Same thing with the smoke. You got a smoke. You can remove it. <laughs> so, you know, if you can just go back and forth from smoke to drink real fast, <laughs> I, I, think it, I think you can go without it. Like, you just, you want not going, you know. Did, did you use your exemption there or wear it? You can't use it there. They don't accept it at casinos. Uh, um, but, but you could go shopping at Trader Joe's and all the different stores. Yeah. Sprouts. And don't even have to say anything. Sure. Yeah, there's other customers like that, too. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't... When I went to Vegas, I didn't test it. Yeah, what is what is interesting, I'm always testing it. Always. Yeah. Except on the airplane, because I was like, okay, I'm just going to go like, lay low. I'm not going to get flagged at all. But I was wearing <laughs> an unmask. You know what an unmask is? No. It looks like a regular mask that's fucked up, but you could breathe <laughs> through it. <laughs> okay so I was just like totally like I was just like a looked like a really obedient person because I didn't even (laughs) really need to take that mask down because I can breathe right through it but it looks like super legit that airplanes and uh, airplanes are like and I was totally singled out because when I came back home I didn't get a wristband like they were giving wristbands to people who either had a test Or they got the vaccine, they would all get the same wristband. Well, I was in the no wristband group, which was two out of the whole plane. So I go into this bright room where there's like five people and they're all scared of me and think I'm the biggest weirdo ever. Uh. And they're not (laughs) noticing that I'm in an unmask. So they're just doing a lot of hand sanitizer while I'm standing in front of them, which is awesome. (laughs) But I'm like going, I'm like just so happy because I'm breathing free. I'm just like really happy. You know, I'm looking at people that got like um, the Morgellon mask going with a nose clip so it doesn't go below the nose and then a shield on top of that and then gloves and hand sanitizer on the gloves. And I was just, like, oh feeling really God. glad that the hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer wasn't going on their actual hands. I was stoked about that. But not that it matters. You know, it, it, it's fun. It's fun and funny because it's, like, it, it's like none of it matters at all. But it's like we make that a story. Oh, thank goodness they got the gloves on. They're not getting that poisonous ass hand sanitizer all over their hands, <laughs> and you know it's like immediately when you see that you automatically withdraw the power from illusions, and when, in withdrawing the power from the illusion, in this case, the hand sanitizer to make the hands look like they're fifty years old or more. Uh, I guess fifty isn't that old because I'm going to be fifty next year. <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs> talking about my hand but <laughs> like, like giving power to it uh giving power to the illusion is what makes it seem as if these bodies are vulnerable and in that seeming is where we make more illusion so i'm like constantly in- interested in undoing these illusions so it's just like You know, know, like a lot of the times the first reaction is to warn someone about something bad that can happen. And I noticed that really got brought to my attention, might have been like five or six years ago or something, but I had a memory of going up to Jeffrey B's place, you know, whatever that place is called. I had a memory of going up there and I didn't have a four wheel drive at the time and I totally got stuck in the mud. And so I was like, shit, I do not know what to do. I like walked into the gathering and I'm like... Shit, I'm just stuck in the mud. I have no idea what I'm going to do, like, how I'm going to get out or anything. But I guess I'll just wait till the end of the party and, like, uh, call my husband or get a tow or something. Um, Well, all the people were really sweet, so they wanted to come out and help me get my car out of the mud right away. They just really wanted to do that. And I said, okay. So they said, you drive. And then I realized really quickly that I wasn't the one qualified for driving. (laughs) because I wasn't able to follow any of those commands they were giving. (laughs) So then I let someone else drive, and I watched while they got my car out of the mud. Everyone who pushed my car out of the mud was covered in mud. (laughs) I was completely clean. Everyone was fucking covered in mud. I go, oh, my gosh, you guys, I feel so bad. You're covered in mud, and I'm completely (laughs) clean. They're all like, oh, no, no. We're totally, oh, no, our clothes can be washed. It's no problem. Like, there is just no judgment about me being, like, completely incompetent about getting <laughs> stuck in the mud. Um, and then and then also, no, like, you owe us for getting you out of the mud or anything like that. But anyways, like a year later or something, a friend of mine is talking about going up there, Peleina, that's what it's called, <clears throat> uh, going up there, Peleina. And what blurts out of my mouth is a warning about getting stuck in the mud. And another friend of mine goes, don't put that negative energy on people. And I go, what? Like no. it didn't dawn on me first. Like I was just trying to be helpful by telling them that they could get stuck in the mud. And, it, and realizing that's like putting my own shit on someone. They're not going to have the same experience that I had. Uh, they're not necessarily going to have the same experience that I had. I don't know what's going to come of that. So recently my son goes, um, yeah, me and my buddy, we're totally into this. This is the older son, one who's 19. We're totally into this. We're going to make this online store. We switched, you know, at first um, he made a store where he's selling wine openers. He made two sales on it. He was super stoked. He's like, I want to I want to dive into this thing. So he ended up hiring like kind of like this mentorship team to take him and his friend to some higher you know elevations and he was telling me about it. I go are you paying this group and he said yeah and he goes I'm paying them a lot and I go oh good and I go how much are you paying him he's like I don't want to say I'm embarrassed I don't want to say how much it is and immediately the reaction within myself is oh fuck he got ripped off mm. like I've been ripped off like that before where you know it seemed like really pro- promising and I've given him like four grand or something mm. and then Nothing, you know, um, <clears throat> of course, realizing for myself when I was going through it, um, at least the last time I was going through it, I was so confident that it was beneficial. The money that I paid was beneficial, you know, and that's really what's being asked for in an- through any kind of perception, you get a perception you've been ripped off or, um, you you just weren't ready for that kind of um, effort to put in that kind of effort cause they are really requiring a lot of effort out of my boy and his friend. You know, it's like this requires a lot of effort on your part. Basically, if you fail, it's because you fail. We freaking are giving you the stuff that you need to succeed, right? So, uh, so, so I tell my son, no way did you pay too much. There's no possible way you pay too much. I mean, the first trigger reaction within myself was that he got ripped off. I just didn't believe it. I let it pass because I know, I recognize it, so it's not coming out of myself like that, he's like, I don't want to tell you how much I paid, I paid way too much, and I go, oh no, that's not possible, there's no way you paid too much, and uh, and I go, you feel really motivated right now, right, and he's like, yeah, and and I go, well, shoot, it's, you know, you gotta you got to know that it's a really good decision, whatever decision you made, it's a really good decision, so then I'm like, how much did you pay, and he's like, uh, a thousand dollars, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, that's nothing, too." Mm. And if you're gonna get all that kinds of tra- kind of training, a month worth of training off of someone, and that many hours for a thousand bucks, you're freaking stoked, dude. Mm. You know, um, and and whatever, just this reaction that comes out of our past experience—it's not true. Our past experience isn't true. Our past experience is something that's given for us. It's not the same for everyone. You know, they used to say if you had sex with people who had HIV, you would get HIV, right? So people used to pass around that story all the time. Well, I know lots of people that that shit did not happen to. You know, people have this story, this fearful story, and it's a fear that brings on the manifestations. It's the fear of things that brings on the manifestations in the first place. It's just not true, we can't pass anything to each other. It's not true that because you have something that they said is contagious, you can give it to me. That's not how it goes. That's just a guilty misperception. Now, that doesn't mean you need to tempt the ego, that doesn't mean like if you if you feel genuinely like you feel afraid of coronavirus, and a friend tells you they have the coronavirus and you need to come over and make some soup for them, that doesn't mean you should tempt the ego. But you don't have a choice in whether you say yes or no to that anyways, so it's a matter of being gentle with yourself. So you're going to make a choice on the surface that seems like you're you're tempting the ego if you're not willing to be gentle with yourself just get the sense if there's if there's faithlessness there let there be faithlessness if you're full of faith you're going to be fine with that covid patient hawking a loogie in your mouth i mean you might think it's gross but you're not going to be scared of it like it's going to do something to you i like i like to get really close with people when they think they're sick it's pretty funny but, you know, I have the faith for that. I'm trained like that. Like, I have the faith for it. I was trained since I was a kid to be like that and not believe in the images of sickness that we perceive. Only the will of God is true. So how can you even be sick? It must be my mistake if I'm perceiving you to have some kind of sickness. And my mistake in my mind can be healed. That's the openness that's given for healing to take place. And you know, I don't ask again and again for healing to take place because I know that it's already given. If I perceive, if I have the perception of sickness, I know that the healing has already been given, so I don't need to ask for that. You know, it's like when we're asking for what can actually be given, then there's hope. We're asking for a change in our interpretation, a change in our mind. We, we wanted to see it like that. Observation is the change. It is the action. It's the only action that we're capable of. Notice what you are willing to observe because you're either being willing to observe the story you're making, the surface things, or you're observing your reaction to those things. See, in observing the story, you're getting really interested in thoughts about the story, If it seems like you have a decision to make, you're getting really interested in how either decision that's presented to you has good and bad aspects. You don't have to be interested in that. Those things, they just take care of themselves. The mind automatically calculates those things. Whatever decision you seem to make is the best decision. And that includes when you have your kid or parent or brother or sister tell you, I decided to take the vaccine. And you're like, it's not a vac- vaccine, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it has no power. Neither do other people. No one's harming anyone. Bill Gates and those guys are doing us a great service. All those all those people that you get a perception of. I know recently Joe Biden basically um, came out and said that everyone's going to have to wear a mask. Um, it's interesting that he doesn't have the authority to do that, and yet it's seeming like he does, so that's really fun. <laughs> like, oh, let's pretend like he has the authority to make this decision for everyone. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's part of it. That's part of the whole thing. It's like um, there's been this drive to make ourselves so unaware of what our power is, and, you know, we're all making that up. It's, it seems like it. So it seems like it's really true. And it's like all the masses take this when a president of the United States comes on TV and says, "This is what you have to do now," as if that's the law. Like, they totally just thought, I don't know if they missed that class in school or something. I think it's called civics or something like that, where, like, how laws get made and stuff. But, you know, everyone just takes it as, okay, that's what we have to do. Otherwise, you can get fined and stuff like that. And it's just not true. I mean, yeah, you can accept a fine and pay it. Sure. You know, but it's just like it's not it's it's not a reality. It's not any reality. There is no reality to it. Okay, now it's like this. All right, I say that now it's like this, mm-hmm. and I'm the guy. I'm the one guy in charge. I decide for all of you fuckers because I'm smarter than you on the channel. Yeah, but you are channeling in person. <laughs> yeah <laughs> isn't that neat <laughs> yeah whenever whenever we whenever we get the perception of it we're projecting it that's what makes it so fun it's like oh that's a good one and then you start to see how flimsy the whole story is you start to see how flimsy it is because you're not taking it as if no that if it if it feels shitty if it feels like constricting it's not really true it's just not really true. We made that kind of stuff up. See, we play into the energy by believing that it's constricting. So we get the feeling reaction and we take it to be the truth. And so we project that feeling reaction. So we're basically asking for more. It's like, yes, give me another. Tell me again how you're in charge of my life so I could believe in that. I'd rather tune in to your channel. <laughs> yeah, and it's, well, it's the same channel that you are. I mean, really, we all have the same teacher. You know, we put different names on our teachers and stuff, but really, we have the same teacher. All those names, all those names, they're just names of the one. It's all, you know, it's like uh, when we're finding ourselves perceiving something that's tyrannical in our mind, and all we have to do is open up to the truth because we're not seeing clearly. We can't, we're not seeing clearly. So then when you have the perception of those kinds of things, it just makes you laugh. And that's not to resist any kind of circumstance. That's not like to say that, oh, it's not possible for me to get the perception of me and all my friends going to an internment camp so I don't have to worry about that. No, I just don't have to worry about it. That's all. I just don't have to worry about it. I don't have to concern myself with anything because wherever I find myself, the fact that I'm there makes it awesome. And the fact that I know how to be aware makes it awesome. You know, it's hard when there's not knowing, when there's not, you know, the skill hasn't been developed how to allow awareness into the situation. It's hard when you don't know because all these scenarios scare, scare the shit out of you. You know, I get the sense like, oh, Uh, my son's like at a party, uh, it's late at night and I get the sense of, oh, what if he dies at the party? And it's like, it's okay. And just like, relax and go to sleep. (laughs) It's totally okay. No one can die without permission. Oh, the kids are playing on the roof. What if they die? Uh, it's okay. No one can die without their, uh, without their own consent. And no one in my perception can seem to die Without my consent, it's perfect for me. I don't need to try to resist it. And I can't make it not happen if it's meant to happen. So what that allows is more presence and gratitude for having these opportunities, embodied kind opportunities, right? It's not like the opportunities end when the body seems to come to an end. The body was never there in the first place. It was just used as a means of communication, The communication is nonstop, though. So we open up to the communication by just denying truth to the thought that the person is dead. Oh, they're gone. I miss them. You know how delusional I miss them is? What do you miss about them, really, that you don't have right now? You made up that they were imprisoned in a body. And then you made up that that body passed away. Then you made up that they somehow went away with the body. You're still communicating right now. You're communicating with them that you uh, uh, believe that they're dead. So, you know, they might as well not try to communicate with you because you're not having it. They're constantly communicating with you, though. They never stop communicating with you. Anyone that you get the sense of as if they've passed away, they haven't. They're with you. Even people you think are far away from you, they're not anywhere. No, there's no place. They're not gone. I miss you. Just, I, I can't return that kind of sentiment to a person. Every time a person says, I miss you, I say, I love you. Because I just can't return that sentiment. It's not truth to me. It's not true. How can I miss you? <laughs> <Right here>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all the bodies that we get the perception of, and, you know, watch too. When you're embraced with the body, uh, watch, that's you. Your mind's projecting it. It's kind of like, here's, here's one aspect of your body, and here's another aspect of your body. Here they are hugging. Here they are having sex. See, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Here they are having sex. There you go. But then they're not <laughs> on the same hand. It kind of loses the effect. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, watch. Just like kind of like take that in when you're Im- having an embrace with the body because these bodies are mind-projected. You make it as if there's some kind of comfort there, but it's just you. You know, and that's that you made that, you use that as a device to make you, feel, make you feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you be able to be just as comfortable without getting the perception that there's a body there? That's the thing. And, and you know, if you find yourself deeply comfortable without the necessity... I remember when I would get, get the feeling that I really needed like someone to make out with, to be complete. I need someone to make out with, and you know I was like uh, uh, maybe like twenty one at the time, and I was like, "That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Why would I need someone to make out with?" You know, I like really, that's that's interesting. So I started allowing myself to receive that comfort from within. So uh, just. And all it was is just like really tuning into my body's energy field. I didn't really have words to share it or anything at that point, but really just tuning into my body's energy field. And oh my goodness, the, the, the love and ecstasy that's available to me, I was like, that's way better than making out. I don't need anyone to make out with. I don't need that. See, when I when I thought I needed someone to make out with, I would find myself in situations where I'm, like, um, hanging out with someone who seems to be, like, not that interested in me, actually. They don't want to, like, hang out with me. Uh, they want to kind of, like, they want to use me, it seems like. that they, they, um, uh, they want to keep me at home, but then go out and bone around with other chicks, it seems like, you know. And it's like, shit, if I don't need to make out with anyone, if I don't need anyone to make out with, I don't need any of that bullshit. (laughs) I don't need any of that. So it's like, uh, yeah, it goes back to like my mom saying, you know, I was asking my mom, what should I do when I was like in eighth grade? What should I do? Because people are saying like, if you want to keep a guy, you got to like wait this long to have sex with them um, or else, you know, I was like eighth grade, I think like junior high. And my mom said, Hope, they can't help, they can't help it. Like, that's not how you guys are attracted to each other. It's like, it's like this chemical thing. She's like, fuck whenever you want to fuck, because it doesn't matter. (laughs) If they're going to like you and be with you, they're going to like you and be with you. So just like, fuck whenever you want. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, And, and, and realizing, wow, it's like with all that kind of detachment, like I just agreed with that right away. I was like... You know, not not in that moment when I was in eighth grade because I went through my trials. But once it came back in my mind, I was like, wow, I agree with that. Like, that's like not there's not a game to be played here. There's not um, there's not some kind of I need something from you kind of energy. And that's really what it is. Oh, thank goodness. I got that person I could make out with now. Now I'm okay. You know, um, as long as there's somewhere warm where I can like, you know, then I'm okay. So that makes us fall for things that are, um, not, uh, I'm not going to say not serving because it's serving. It's, it's bringing something up that needs to be revealed. I mean, all of this is everyone doing a favor for themselves. Um, let's say something that's not worthy of you. So it's like, you'll go for something that's not worthy of you because you think you need this. I've also heard uh, I didn't leave my uh, I didn't leave my husband right away because we're raising kids together, and we're um, and, and we you know I like it, I like the income he brings in too. Like if I if I go away from him, then I don't have the money, right? So any of these reasons that we make ourselves make for ourselves for staying or going. That's defiling us, these reasons that we make, these things that we come up with. Oh, I'm going to have to sacrifice something. It's as if you know what is unfolding through this, that if you have an idea or you have can know what's actually unfolding th- from this. So we really don't have a choice in whether we stay or go, but we do have a choice in whether we're going to feed fearful thoughts about why we would make one of those decisions. You know, if we're gonna feed those kinds of fearful thoughts and we're kind of like gonna box ourselves in, that's how resentment grows. And lots of long-term relationships turn out to be these sour ass wound ships. See? Because that's just what it turns into. That's what it goes toward toward. So in my own experience, you know, when I would get pissed at my husband and think, man, you know, what am I been doing with him? What a pain in the ass. I would look to my own mind and look at, okay, what about, what does it feel like to just like leave this vodka? And any of those thoughts that talked about like how I was going to survive, anything like that, they were just allowed to pass. I didn't give them any play, anything about how I'm just going to make money um, and just like feel, 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 and feel through it. And through feeling through it, it was obvious again and again and again that that's the one I'm meant to be with for now, just for now. Mm-hmm. That could change any time. It's not like it's a permanent thing. You know, all these relationships are changing. They're changeful, you know. And it's been like that just for now for the whole time. That's always been my approach to it. And still, you know, here we are 27 years later going, it's just for now. Mm-hmm. Some guy thought I was his girlfriend over at the farmer's market, hey, do you want to buy your girlfriend some flowers? And my husband's like, sure. And he's like, he thinks we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And I was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's what it's like anyways. I mean, at one point he was telling me that, and I was, I was so glad to get this opportunity. I knew I made to him say it to me. Um, he mm-hmm. said that this is not how a wife acts. A wife acts in this kind of way. And I was like, well, then I don't want to be a wife. I'm not interested in being a wife. You want to go back to girlfriend and boyfriend? <laughs> you know that's just—it's like it, it's like all these things are opportunities, really. Uh, you know, someone sees you, you're over there, maybe eating some pie. I've been making pies lately, so I get stoked about that. I made banana cream. Ooh, dang, dang, was that good? Man, I didn't realize. <laughs> it. yes. So. Uh, so you're over there and you're getting another piece of pie, right? And all of a sudden, you know, someone walks in. You're eating another piece of pie. Watch the reaction. I, I mean, really, that's the that's the means for a spiritual practice, right there. was watch the guilty reaction that arises. And you know, you know, for me, I'll I'll watch that guilty reaction because I definitely had that thing embedded into me. It was great um, to have someone see me, you know, or someone. Uh, uh, it, no, I smoked some weed, you know, and, or something like someone goes, hey, did you smoke weed? And it's like, <gasps> you know, until it's just like, yes, I smoked weed. And I tell him right away, I smoked some weed, just so you know, in case you're wondering why my eyes are red, <laughs> you know. Um, yes, I'm having another piece of this pie. Um, watch when you explain yourself. It's so good. <laughs> i mean it all comes down to the energy of it because we're always trying to tell people's story we're always trying to tell people's story and get a certain perception out of them like like how your perception is of me right uh so it's always like telling a story are, are you getting a, another piece of pie yes it's so good and therefore i'm justified in it you know like underneath the surface. <laughs> Because it's so good. I'm justified in getting this piece of pie. It's not like I'm just a fucking hog, okay? Like, I actually um, have some control over my um, eating, right? Um, It's just an illusion. It doesn't really matter. It's like, yes, I'm getting another piece of pie. Yes. Eating the shit out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I might finish it off tonight and make another one tomorrow. Uh-huh. See if I can make it even better. Maybe a little bit more firm. That was the only thing. And a little bit more firm. Um, this, this idea that um, we can, it can hurt us based on the perception someone has about us. I love getting the perception that someone thinks I'm less than. It's good. It's good. I know it's good for me, and that's why I love it. It's like, thank you, because that's me making that up. I sent that message out to have it brought back to me so I can get the perception of it. To integrate it. You could say to integrate it, yes. You can say to integrate it. Now, you're always sending the messages out to be brought back to for- from to you they, and what the ego would use that for anyways is to uphold the illusion that you are guilty while you're not conscious of it while you're not observing yourself you're just falling into the trap again and again i mean i I've, I've been sitting next to people back when i used to go out to restaurants i sit next to a person over at the bar i used to love to go to kaleo's bar i used to practically live at kaleo's bar sometimes <laughs> they ask me if the stove is broken it's like, no, I just don't cook. I basically don't cook. So like I'll, I snack and I go out to eat basically. you know so a person sitting next to me and they ordered uh, a, they ordered a, a cheesecake and um, and and she and just like in a way that it's so guilty to order the cheesecake, you know, like even in the tone of the voice, like, yeah, yeah, I know I shouldn't be doing it. and the husband's like, It's okay, honey, because you eat really well most of the time. And I'm like, that's just feeding right into it. It's meaning well. It's meaning well. Like, it's okay, honey. You're not going to get fat off this cheesecake because, you know, you do a good job (laughs) most of the time. You know, you you should have a a slip-up chance. You should have a chance to slip up, right? And I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, And, you know, I'm sitting there, and I'm having the experience of it. And I'm just like letting that whole energy be healed, you know, through myself. And, you know, it's not a matter like I don't have to try to interject and say anything or anything like that. Because whatever it is that needs to be said through me will be said through me. There's nothing I need to do about that. It's just a matter of being in awareness of what's really true in the face of that without projecting judgment for the people, because those people aren't even really there. Again, I'm projecting it out of my own mind. They're fine, they're perfectly safe. They're perfectly safe. I'm projecting it out of my own mind so I can see, so I get the perception of that. And it's not a matter I'm of I'm looking at, oh, how do I do that to myself, you know? All it is a matter of is being aware of it, observing the situation, in that, in, in that space, from that space, that knows that that is not true. There's no way that's true. There's no way that cheesecake is affecting that woman's body. All the perception that she's getting is all from the, the, the fearful reaction and, and getting a sense as if it made that happen. Like, you know how they say, a moment on the lips is a lifetime on the hips. You know, if you're looking for it, to have an effect, you're going to get the perception that it had an effect. And that's how you know you were looking at for it. You were looking for it if you got that perception. If you got the perception that you went on vacation and you ate out at a restaurant every night and then you came back and you had kind of like a, a little bit of fat around your belly, seeming like you did that, that's how you know you gave power to that illusion. So hooray. It's not a matter of trying to deny it or trying to be like, oh, this, I'm not getting this perception. If I'm getting a perception like that. It's like, yes, that's good. I'm not going to um, try to push it away. I'm just going to notice how I'm using that perception to make it as if my body is vulnerable to illusions and I'm going to know what that feeling reaction is. That, obser- that observation is what the action is. That actually makes something occur. That actually makes a change in the mind. It makes a change in perception. That's what a healing is. So it's either you can move toward healing or you can move deeper into delusion and there's no in-between. So that is the action. The action is either healing or more misperceiving or projecting the misperceiving. So with that in mind... That it's one choice or the other. And noticing what it is that you do choose, that's the action. That's all it is. You're just noticing what choice is being made. It really is choiceless. Even the one choice is choiceless. All it takes is willingness to make that choice between truth and illusion, between heaven and hell, between healing and driving yourself deeper into uh, delusion. Five. Thank you for letting me know. That's awesome. I was just alerted that it's past 5. So, um yes. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Aren't you guys all glad that there's nothing for you to do? Yeah. yeah. The observing is the action. That's all. Your 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 job is done. It's a matter of what you're ob- observing. Are you observing the reaction that you're getting—are you re- observing things from a sense of truthfulness, from honesty, or are you observing the situations themselves and trying to figure them out? One's heaven and one's hell, and I think you know the difference between the two. Okay, so basically, what I'm what I'm sharing and um, and and what I'm uh, what I'm encouraging is to open up to there is a difference between these two. And a really good, loving, blissful, um, uh, org orgasmic—you could say—but not in a sexual way. It has an aspect of that, but doesn't involve genitals. Let's say, okay, it has an abs- <laughs> It has an aspect of that. There's some kind of aspect that that is uh, like related uh, to sexual energy, but it does not involve genitals. Um, and it's and it's a sense that you are worthy of, and that you. Um, and, and that you know and that you can identify with as the sovereign being that you are. And that uh, and, and that particular knowing, that particular awareness is what makes everything clear for you. You'll always be able to know what choice it is that serves you and it'll be done for you. The choice we made for you, you don't even have to try to work it out. It, life is just coming, so... Hooray, everyone. Hooray. Yay. Thank you. you. Yay.